Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again. Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, August 4th, 2018. And we're speaking again of Leo. Talk Cosmos asks, what seeds do we grow? What are the intentional roots and meaningfulness of these astrological archetypes? Today, those archetypes, as are centered on the sign, the planet, the house, the symbol, which now is the sun and lion. To remind you, if you have a question what we're discussing or wish to add a comment after the announcement at the half hour, feel free to call 425-373-5527. But tonight we are speaking of Leo. And Leo is fire. Leo is, as we have said, that motion of the sun. There's so many elements to come up with, but I'm going to introduce a speaker that has been on before during uh, on in June for cancer, and that was Amanda Pierce. And if you go back to the archives, you can listen to Amanda again on June 23rd. Amanda Pierce blends her electric style of astrology and energy magic around a soul-centered approach to life and healing. With a BA in psychology, Amanda has a drive to uncover the root causes to life's issues and empower her clients in the process. Amanda is an astrologer and currently serves on the board of the Washington State Astrology Association in a fourth year. So without much more, hi, Amanda. Hi, Sue. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we had planned today, and I'm so glad you did step in during July, we had a wonderful conversation. There's so many elements to discuss. You know, we have a eclipse coming next week. We're in the eclipse season. There's many issues. But lead on. Well, let's just talk about Leo itself right now, uh, the energy of Leo. I think one of the things that Leo brings is a lot of fun energy. I mean, this time of year, it's um, at least in the northern hemisphere. It's when the, the sun is, it's out, it's hot. There's a lot of uh, warmth. There's a lot of fun and relaxed uh, get togethers with people. So it's, uh, it's my favorite time of year, really. It, it is true. It is true. It truly is. We've had family gatherings and, and a chance to really be in that moment such as you were talking about, the yeah. moment of being. Yeah, Leo's really about being present and being in the now. So that's a, it's a very heart-centered energy, really um, really connecting into the heart and, and connecting with others. It's, it's very generous. It's very forgiving when it's in a balanced place uh, and just incredibly loving. Giving of oneself in that just complete abandonment of love 
essentially. I mean, to the to the, to the truth of that experience is a gift that when one experiences, one is so feeling special and and wonderful about. There is just like the sun, yeah, ever giving. Well, and and Leo sometimes gets a bad rap for thinking that it is special, but but it is. And so is everybody else, you know? So and that's really one of the things that Leo Leo people can tap into is their own sense of specialness. Uh and and kind of shining that that light and that warmth on others so that they also can connect into their specialness. Which reminds me of the word of dignity. We were talking about this. There was a wonderful TED talk by Donna Hicks in 2013, April 4th, if anybody wants to look at it. It's 20 minutes. Declare dignity. And her entire talk, she's not alone. There, If you Google dignity for YouTube, there's, quite, there's other people that talk about it. But her point was... She personally would travel the world as a political activist. I'm not sure if it was so much of an activist, but she was connecting with political groups in countries such as Cuba and uh, Sri Lanka and the Middle East, places where there's difficult political occurrences, and working with bright, engaging, powerful people in the effort to try to create new resolutions to problems that they were experiencing. And she kept, and she's a psychologist, she kept, this is Donna Hicks. She was realizing that there were conversations that were unspoken. And finally, it dawned on her that there were emotional reactions that were preventing people from speaking. So she asked people uh, about... Uh, dignity and realizing that and it turned out that people had this was the issue that people were feeling that it had been violated that they were thinking like how could you don't you the feeling that they were people and that they had had unfair treatment and that it hadn't um, they hadn't been treated correctly and so the reality that dignity and respect, like one word, was really the issue, that it was our dignity, which what you're speaking with the Leo, is our inherent birthright. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Leo is able to really kind of tap into that inherent quality. And it, it's one of the reasons why it makes Leo such a good leader because Leo is associated with leadership. And because it does give honor and respect to others, and it leads from the heart. And so it is able to really garner support from followers because because people can feel how much it cares. Leaders are, this is a wonderful point. Again and again, one reads or hears, I'm I'm trying to think of an example, but just the fact that we can all identify that a a person, because of their charisma, their heart, 
is why a person is followed. It, it's so often the case, you know, in many situations, whether it's on a volunteer basis, whether it's a war, whether it's a, 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 just an, any activity, again and again, it's that person, that heart that people just feel flooded with, you know, that they, they want to participate with. Yeah. And, you know, going and just skipping back to this business about dignity with Donna Hick, she was saying that the, there was research neuroscientists found when they did image scans that psychological injuries showed up at the same place as an emotional uh, injury. So that this essential ingredients of dignity, such as Leo is able to give when you recognize and give acknowledgement and inclusion, freedom of, of, of hope. And you brought up the great point with these, these ingredients of being treated fairly and the benefit of the doubt, as she said, and seeking understanding that it really ties in the Aquarian. The opposite. Yeah, access. because Leo is is really, uh, it's a personal sign, and it's very much kind of about itself. And on the opposite side of that spectrum, and it's that is important to 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 be about yourself. It's necessary. It really yes, is. It's it not is. necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it can go a bad way. What's well, necessary? Sure. It has but, to be. It depends on how. Yeah. So I'm listening. <laughs> but yeah, on the opposite side of the spectrum is Aquarius. So they're in opposition with each other and they share a continuum. And Aquarius is great at kind of seeing the bigger picture. It's an impersonal sign and and seeing the collective and kind of allowing each person's individuality and their own specialness to to shine, and um, and the words that I did watch that TED talk as well. There were certain words, acknowledgement, inclusion, that Donna Hicks brought up, that really feel very Aquarian. It's like applying that that sense of dignity out into the world and to others. And Aquarian wants to improve and and elevate the group. So this whole, you're tying in this a, a necessity where uh, it's, it's a beautiful element of the Leo. I mean, how do opposites polarized integrate? And that's the whole essence of everything for strengths and balances. And so that yeah, dignity of, of Leo that, that can give love and, 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 manifest, actualize the, the fullness of the ego potential for the betterment of, of others, of, of, of raising, elevating. It's just really, um, it's one of the four, you know, the fixed signs of the, of the fixed cross. It's yeah, and when we strengthen one archetype, we are helping to strengthen another that's connected to it. So, when you're strengthening Leo, you're also strengthening that Aquarius or allowing more space for that Aquarius to elevate itself. And there was one quote that Donna Hicks stated in that TED Talk. She says, when we honor other people's dignity, we strengthen our own. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Speaking of relationships, which astrology always refers to because there's 12 signs and it's a development, there is a yod. I know that earlier you were commenting on wanting to speak of the yod, and I'm thinking, well, that's over in that quadrant. You know, astrologically, it's over in the last three signs of 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 the zodiac but the apex of i love your interest in that because why that gives another reason of why manifesting actualize actualize actualizing um the individual has value in that collective sense because as an apex to the yacht of Pisces and Capricorn energies is strengthening what you're saying like if you yeah. strengthen one yes yeah and and before we talk about the yacht anymore I wanted to kind of give my interpretation of what Leo energy is it, the word self-actualization is often associated with, with Leo and that's really Self-actualization is the fulfillment of one's talents and potentials into the world. And it's in the, in the, the order of the zodiac, we start with Aries, which is coming out of that Pisces energy, Pisces being the oneness with all. So we're coming out of that universal source energy and we're starting our development phase and we're, we're coming around. And once we, get to Leo, we are able to really fully embody that source energy and actualize it through ourselves as individuals. And so there's this, we're kind of, we're kind of like a spark of manifested self-actualization. We're, we're manifesting as pure love consciousness, as our highest potential. And that pure love consciousness is, is from source energy. And this doing this is not always so easy, right? Um, but it's possible when we keep that connection to source. And part of that, being able to keep that connection is that connection between the Leo and the Pisces archetype. And Leo and Pisces are have that quincunx energy, which is the quincunx people that are unfamiliar is it's 150 degrees difference between the signs and if you were to look at a zodiac wheel see leo there right across the opposite way would be aquarius to the left and to the right of aquarius are the two signs that quincunx leo we have capricorn and we have pisces and generally it's thought that Energies that quincunx each other don't really have a connection at all. There's no connection by elements. There's no connection by modality. That they really don't jive Relate. at all. Relate at all. But I, I just, I don't believe that. I think that there's a connection between all of the archetypes. And I love this. I totally share this with you. Yeah, and sometimes as humans, we don't always see uh, the the grander picture. And if I may interject, it reminds me that one of the reasons that this, uh, again, to use the word archetype, I suppose, of that, of that aspect is because if we start from Aries, 
that essentially they can't be seen when they're you can see across directly from you but those two sides which in the traditional sense from Aries which would be Virgo and and Scorpio that and they're sextile you know so they have a connective that sextile is 60 degrees and so there is this interconnection with it but they can't be seen so the question leading back to you here which I really like is okay it can't be seen but there is a lot that can't be seen right Exactly. It's not, you can't see a quincunx. So there has to be a level of trust and a level of faith that, that this connection is there and it's available to you. And oftentimes people think that the quincunx is a kind of a rocky connection. There's not a lot of stability to it, but, and it is, it is, can be hard to stabilize, but once you do, it can be super strong and it's really kind of like this secret army energy that that's provided through a quincunx. Like it's this secret support system that really helps manifest the, the, the point of the odd, which is that Leo energy. This is really a a great uh, analogy, a metaphor, the secret army, because it is called the finger of God. Mm -hmm. And, one wonders in that essence, and it's been said that with a yod, which can happen natally in a chart, or it happens in any, uh, or a transit happening, so it can be more of a, of, a, of a temporary situation that one's experiencing, but one needs to really answer in a deep, I find, in a deep, spiritually connected, elevated, connected to source as you as you're expressing, manner. You you can't skate by. It's like to really connect those those energies. It is in a yeah in a very aligned and aligned being in alignment with yeah. the higher self. And and just to review for listeners, because it is it is the <laughs> yod can be difficult to picture over the radio. So it's a, the point of the yacht or the finger where it's pointing towards is Leo. And then we have that Pisces energy is quincunxing it. And then in addition, Capricorn energy is quincunxing. In this example, yes, yes. That we're talking about. So it kind of makes this arrow that points towards Leo. And then the Capricorn and the Pisces energy are in a sextile, and that's an easy flow of energy. So they're already very supportive of each other. And there are planets right now, actually. They're a bit wide, but they are. We have both planets in their own signs, which is Saturn in Capricorn and Neptune in Pisces, which is most extraordinary. And they're within, what did we have? We had, um, to be exact, uh, well, I don't think that they are in aspect right now. If you're, the, we well, were earlier looking at the upcoming eclipse chart where Pluto was in Capricorn and Neptune was in Pisces, and they're in a sextile right now. Oh, I see that. Yes. Yeah. Things keep, they are going backwards because right now, yes, uh, Saturn is retrograde. That's true. And 
so back to the yod. What, the reason I wanted to talk about the yod with Leo is because I think that Leo energy is really. But, but excuse me, but in this sense, it's not a yod, but it is king, king unks, king unks. I know uh, Rick Levine keeps saying yeah. a certain way to say it, but anyway, it is actually 150 degrees from the North Node in Leo because it is three degrees for this okay. eclipse coming up. Okay. So it actually will have that energy. Okay. But Neptune is 15 degrees, and so it is with the sun and the moon. So there is that energy. It's just that uh, uh, Saturn and and Neptune are not actually sextile there. It's yeah. pretty wide. It's 12 degrees, which in a very broad way you might be able to say because it is they're, they're sextile by sign. Yeah. And yeah. and one could vary. And sometimes they do. Some people put 15 degrees. I mean, it's very extreme. But Sometimes. All right. But the reason I wanted to bring up the Yod with Leo is because I think that Leo energy is really important for everybody. And whether you have a planet in Leo or uh, or planets in the fifth house... Um, you have Leo in your chart. It's it's in one of your houses because everybody has all of the signs manifested. And mm. so there is that. And we also all have a sun. So we're all looking to manifest that our our Leo energy through the sun. And it is it's important for us to be able to tap into that that self-love and kind of manifest it, yeah, that the, source connection that we have. Yeah, the sun holds the energy. And there's many other, for archetypal reasons, perhaps your sun is in the first house, which is the Aryan energy of the self. And so you exhibit, so that person has a need in particular to experience life with, through their identities of, I mean, we all do, but some mm-hmm. people have a need of being out front in stage or else maybe they have planets in the fifth house, which is so what you're saying again and again, or in aspect to the sun yeah. square. Yeah. Leo's going to show up for everybody. And so the way that we can connect Pisces to Leo is through that source connection because Pisces is that is the, the all, the, the universe source and leo is that manifestation or that self-actualization of the source and as far as connecting leo to capricorn they're both archetypes that have strong leadership potential leo being that kind of personal leadership the very heart-centered leadership and capricorn is a little bit different because it's it's impersonal uh, it's, and it, 10th house, yes. 10th house. And Saturn. it's, it's, it's all about structure, um, and holding correct boundaries for social. Yeah. But it, but it's the Capricorn energy in general, uh, wherever you have that in your chart, it's, it's an area where you're either, you hold strong boundaries or you're looking to, uh, you're learning, to, you're, looking to learn how to do that. And to be the master. Absolutely correct. They, it is. It does work for the goal of, of achievement and ambition 
And there's leadership in that. There's a quality. It's like you were asking earlier, what's the difference between two? We were having that conversation. And it is true that the Capricornian can be devoid of looking at the leadership possibilities with the emotional part in lieu of focusing on the the goals that, that one builds towards, whereas Leo has a passion of heart that just mm-hmm. leads forward because of the love of, of, of fulfilling it. I mean, yeah. There's that primary and Capri- energy. Capricorn can take on a lot, a lot of responsibilities. And part of that is because it is impersonal, because it can hold strong boundaries and not take it on um, and, and internalize. And so that ability is, is how is what it can lend to Leo in this Yod structure. Mm. So it's that connection to source. It's that ability to hold space for itself and others with strong boundaries that really can help Leo shine and manifest into true leadership potential, into its, it, the full potential of self-love. Oh, Amanda, this is beautiful. This is a very good synopsis of a yod for the gift that a yod doesn't need to be just irritating, which a lot of astrologers continue to express. Uh, it, nothing is easy. And I think the fact that it hasn't been easily discussed because perhaps not everybody has a yod in their chart or else because if it's transiting... Unless it's an outer planet, it may not be apparent. It's not in mathematically, you can see it in a chart when the chart gets pulled up through our, our, our different systems that we have. But otherwise, we have to sit there and calculate it. So it's maybe not easily seen. But the fact remains, they have gifts. And I'm really glad to, to identify, to to bring that into focus. Yeah, and even if you don't have a yod in your chart, just knowing that part of the path for mm. Leo actualizing itself is to to step into those those strong boundaries of leadership and keeping that connection to source so that so that it, it can strengthen help and strengthen it'll, that Leo it'll include quite a bit because Saturn right now is in Capricorn, even though it is very wide and going retrograde. It will it has three years altogether, about two and a half years more to be in Capricorn, and so we are all we're all learning our Saturn Capricorn are. lessons right <laughs> now, big time. Yeah, and the same with Neptune and Pisces. Neptune is in its sign, and so we're learning. We're learning those Piscean uh, lessons as well. We'll and, and certainly with our audience, we will progress later this year around Christmas and then after Christmas for those two in detail. At the moment, we will take a break, and we remind people, if you want to call in, it's 425-373-5527. Talk Cosmos, 1150 AM, KKMW. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. 
We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Hello, this is Marie O'Neill with Padma Life Coaching, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Hi again, Sue Rose Minahan with Amanda Pierce, August 4th, 2018, talking Leo, and that number once more, 425 373-5527 if you have any great questions, comments, etc. Well, the sun brings a shadow when it's part and parcel. It used to be that people had sundials and they could tell the time by the shadow. But the mere fact is, is that sun can be so that sitting in the shadow is one way to see the sun, actually, to find that light in the darkness, because looking at the sun is very difficult unless it's sunrise or sunset, which, again, one sees these beautiful colors often and able to, to ponder the sun. So the shadow is a question, isn't it? There's plants that like shade. You know, not everybody relates to full, bright-on sunshine. Certainly in Seattle, we get our fair shake of shade in some ways with clouds. But it, it is a real element of, of considering the, the archetypal thinking of the sun because the sun is this ever-giving center. We all travel around the sun the planets do it is our center just like the stage of a person we're focused on that in fact the sun i will add it also has an, a direction it's called apex of the sun's way gemini brett just gave a great talk about this he was on the program and has all his own wonderful uh, educational programs that he gives but the sun that's what it's called, apex of the sun's way, and the motion of the sun is going north. We are going to Vega away from Sirius. We're 25 light years away. That's a long time from Vega. But back to the shadow. Going within, in a sense, is trying. There's so many ways to relate to that. There's the shadow of our of our personalities and finding that light within, you know, that source that you're talking about. Well, it's a, you were talking about how the sun creates shadows. Like when it shines its light, shadows are created. And I don't know 
I don't know if I fully believe this or not, um, or at least I have a hard time with it. The, the, the idea that with light, there is always darkness. You can't have that. You can't have one without the other, you know? Oh, well, it could be like the Tao, you know, where there is within the opposite. There's a little bit of every, uh, well, the Tao has within the, the white and the black. And within the white, uh, two extremes, the light versus the dark, rather, the, sh- the darkness. And within the light, there's darkness. And within the darkness, there's the light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, at least with the, as it comes to the sun, there is a lot of, there is a lot of shadow that is created. So, and when we're kind of in those shadow energies of Leo, it's, um, it's, it's because we have forgotten that we are an extension of source, that we're an extension from that Pisces mm. energy. And there's something blocking it. Yes. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, yeah, there could be a whole multitude of reasons, some kind of wounding that happened that, that cut us off from that, that source connection and because really as we're we're an extension of the god energy and so leo can sometimes feel like yeah i'm a god <laughs> you know and it and it's as it, it can think oh i am a god on my own as opposed to an extension from the god energy interestingly there's well there's two thoughts i'm thinking one is it can be a protection to have shade so it doesn't necessarily i know i did come upon the idea of shadow but shadow shade can be a protection from the heat but the other thing is is that really picking up on what you're saying i have been contemplating about the glory of the marvels created by humanity I don't often give that enough credit, it seems, that suddenly, maybe through doing this this talk show, I'm realizing how much work other people do in so many capacities, and it's just awe, awe-inspiring. And so really, I can pick up immediately with what you're saying, that that for that those energies that do create, and, and it is a matter of channeling that source, I mean, essentially, I believe, very strongly, that is the, the method of giving. Although not everybody believes in this unseen spirit of, of energy, I suppose. No. We're, I mean, we're all on our, our own paths, and we all have our own beliefs about things. And if it's, um, sometimes it's just not the correct pathway for people to really kind of be delving into that. Now, I will bring up a little bit about mythology because it's always great to go back way into other consciousness. And there's quite a few about the sun. Apollo was definitely one of the gods that was given that role of leadership about the sun. In fact, Apollo... um, Flew the chariot of the sun, but first I was reading that that Zeus gave him Zeus is the anyway Zeus gave him swans, which is so interesting because swans in 
many, many ancient times with Celtic, especially whether it was Celtic and then very back, it was Siberia with Yurgic peoples, go back, 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 is regeneration. It's again, and it goes back to, and I was thinking about Hermes because there's a great story about Hermes and Apollo. Well, I'll go back first to Apollo had a twin sister who was Diana, and she became a huntress, but at one time, because these ideas had the energies of the moon, and of course the moon reflects the sunlight of, of the sun. And where they all start, whether it was later in time or earlier in time, because there was the Babylonians, and there was pre-that, and then there was also up until the Greeks, and we get a lot of our mythology from the Greeks. But I like to go back to Babylonia. So thinking about energy of the sun, I'm trying to remember of this, with Apollo and holding the chariot because Helios was in this one story carrying the chariot across the sky. Helios was called the sun, but then Apollo took it over. So at any rate, back to the swans, because when Hermes was born as a baby, he jumped out of the crib, being so clever and smart, the trickster, and decided to take the cattle that happened to be Apollo's cattle. Now, rather than look at this as absolute literate, the fact was is that it took some cattle at that time. It was the year of, it was the age of the Taurus and the cat, you know, cow, bull. And uh, a root of a lot of, of, of support, life support at that time. At any rate, Apollo knew it, but by this time, Apollo had, uh, Hermes had jumped back in the crib. And so Zeus rather laughed at the smartness. Well, they ended up being great friends. And what uh, Hermes did was make a lyre, an instrument, L-Y-R-E, out of a tortoise shell with strings on it and played music, which the tortoise is represented as earth. So in a sense, the moon, Hermes, Mercury, and the sun are so close together in the sky and always in close conjunction with each other. And so they're both, in a sense, very related to earth. So here, the thought process of Hermes was giving to the sun this musical instrument that really there's thought that through the vibrations of every energy there is has musical tones. So I've thought that it's so interesting that there's this huge legacy. And in turn, Apollo gave Mercury a staff called the caduceus that is has snakes entwined around it, which is life and death, and it's the eternal regeneration. This is going way back from the Babylonian times and coming up. But again, it goes into that the sun holds this energy and that so many contributing factors of, of, of how it holds the relationships, you know, with the planets or with thought. Well, the sun is a creator energy, 
as well. Leo and the sun, both creators. And creation is really, really ties into manifestation. So it's really a manifestation archetype. And looking at another sun god from history, the Egyptian sun god Ra, he he it is said that he called into existence all forms of life by speaking their secret names and that's that's basically manifestation right there yes glad you brought up we i discussed that a little bit before but to have that reminded is and, and children creation children are are associated with leo the fifth house uh, that is a, a manifestation of, of human beings. It's, it's creation energy. Um, the, so the sun really, if you're looking at the sun in a chart, you can see it as, you can look at it as a manifestation archetype and how someone can manifest. And oftentimes Leo you know, thinks the world revolves around them. I mean, in the sky, the, the world does revolve around the, the, yes. the sun. Yes, it does. And that is really how we can call in um, call in things to our lives, manifest things. It's, it's kind of like the, the universe, universe will respond to us when we put something out there. It does. It, it does. does. It does. Action. It wants action. Fire wants fire. It does respond. That's so true. And joy. That's another factor I just realized. It's that joy of living, that joy power, that, that, that Leo, that energy that, that wants to live. I mean, why else? We're people. We don't, people, when you think of dignity and you think of love and you think of creativity, that's the essence of life. You know, it's yeah. the beauty of living. And when we're in joy, when we're in gratitude, that's another great um, Leo energy. When we're in in the energy of love, those are all energies that help call things to us and help us manifest more of the same into our lives. Begates. Yes, it does. That joy begates it. And when you think of gratitude, that kind of reminds me of that Piscean energy that you were saying is, is off there to yeah. um, the side that we, we can bring in. And I had brought this up before earlier on the 16th of June, I think, in a talk. But it was about heart energy, that the heart beats before the brain starts and that there are... Uh, um, energy fibers leading from the heart to the brain and more from the brain to the heart so that communication sent to the brain is more than coming from the brain to the heart. I mean, we have heart power. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And it, it is that, I, I mean, if you think of, of source as pure love consciousness and the heart and the heart chakra as holding that energy, that's what's maybe that's what comes in first to our consciousness or to what manifests first um, as, as we are called into existence. Going back to that dignity that the people were feeling, they felt when violated that they were being mistreated like I'm a human being. Why would you treat me this way? The injuries of it 
that it creates the fear and that the beauty of love and joy is it it dissolves that polarity and it 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 unites you know with the energy it does attract you know love is often said is is essentially life and light you know yeah and when you have that uh, a balanced leo in your chart energy in your chart then you're going to be able to call in the aquarian energy a more balanced aquarian energy as well which is more humanitarian and caring towards towards others uh in, in a big picture way and and looking at the fixed cross when you are when you've got strong healthy leo energy you can also look at taurus taurus is another fixed sign square leo and that is really about valuing yourself having strong self-worth so when you when you love yourself th- those things are going to go go together it does relate very strongly that fixed cross energy and for us as a nation, the United States, because our south node is in Leo, north node is in Leo. That's the direction that as, an, as a soul energy, we're integrating. Like we come from this south node of Aquarius, which is of the like-minded group. We certainly formed our country trying to get this like-minded group together and to improve to elevate, and also through trauma, through, you know, getting to our authentic self. It wasn't easy. And, of course, the, uh, but the fact is, is that really the goal is to integrate this north node of Leo, the heart, and, and the dignity of everybody. Our history, like many histories, has its dark moments that, I think we're increasingly aware of are still d- divisive. You know, we need to unify and bridge. So I think for each of us right now, especially with these eclipses, the emphasis is a return to all of us of wondering what is our legacy? What's our legacy as a people? What direction, as we were speaking of earlier, do we want to go ahead with? And how do we embrace that love for people, you know, there's. And, and how are we using our Leo energy? How are we manifesting into that Leo energy? Are we doing it in a heart-centered way? Are we the, the heart-centered leader that, you know, I think a lot of people in America have believed uh, there's been an illusion that that's what, what America's about. It's our own mythology, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have apple pie for everybody. <laughs> exactly. And we, we currently have a leader who has strong Leo in his Absolutely. chart. And he doesn't use it in a very balanced way. And it's coming out in all kinds of crazy ways. Um, and we're, we're kind of getting, we're getting it thrown back in our face a bit. And so... We're coming up on our nodal return with um, we're we're just about a degree away. So it's really like this is a time for us. We're in that balsamic phase of the 
just the last last degree of thinking about where are we going before we hit a new period. Yeah. This next week we have the third uh, eclipse because of it is an eclipse is when the sun and the moon are within 18 degrees for a solar eclipse of the nodes and right now the nodes will be like the United States node is 6 degrees Leo north node and at this eclipse it'll be 5 degrees Leo and the sun moon will be 18 degrees and that was on August 11th at 2:58 a.m. in Seattle so wherever you are you can adjust that time but absolutely we are and looking at Trump our president here in the United States his chart does relate specifically to uh, strong factors of of the United States chart and also the solar arc chart. A solar arc is a sense of a technique of of measurement, which in astrology, briefly speaking, where every year increases one degree. So our ascendant, the east portion that enters the horoscope, is at 14 Leo. No, at 12 Leo, pardon me. And the eclipse will be at Mercury, which is transiting right now because it's constantly in motion, is at 14 degrees. So we're thinking about this. This is really a current philosophy because everything is in increments. And so why are we having these events? Well, just like life, it's a stepping stone of, of realizations. So your question of what are we doing with our legacy and who are we is very appropriate. And interestingly, in the upcoming eclipse in August, on August 11th, we have the sun and the moon. Uh, This is a solar eclipse. The sun and the moon are together at 18 degrees, Leo. And Pluto is in Capricorn, and it is quincunxing that Leo energy. So that's what we were talking about earlier, was that quincunx energy from Capricorn to Leo. And... Neptune in Pisces, which was that other, the other um, leg of that of that yod, is just a little bit out of range of a total yod. But I mean, oh, it's close. It's close. Oh yes, I would say it is. It's close. So it's this twenty-two is, degrees Taurus. Oh no, no, I'm looking at something different. Never mind. Yeah. So this this kind of yod is fifteen degrees. That's Pisces. that's pr- that's pretty intense, and this is going to be coming up for everybody. Uh, manifesting in everybody's lives in in some way or another. So we could say, well, what is this about? Well, we could say that is about our identity. The light's out for the moment with the eclipse. That's what an eclipse is. It's not here in this area, but wherever it is, it's still affecting the world. But you know what? It's a partial eclipse. So there is some light that comes through. Mm. And and you can see that as a positive. Like there's going to be some consciousness about what we're seeing ah, coming through, good. or at least we're gonna we're gonna have clarity yeah. on it a little bit sooner than if it was a total eclipse and it just totally blindsided. But us. with Mercury that's conjunct it within four degrees of that new moon eclipse in Leo, it is where we're talking about our legacies and we're looking at the transformations of our structures because Pluto is in Capricorn. 
and we're looking at what are what the greater forces of Neptune in its own pure sign of Neptune uh, are in the best way, perhaps in a mystical or a, not just mystical, but in a, the collective um, powers of, 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 of source. But it does dissolve. It, it is really a huge question of that inner source, of that inner light that we're talking about exactly that yod yeah so it's it's not necessarily the easiest energy to hold but it is there the potential for it to hold is there and it's just really about us um oh and what's very strong is an exact square with transiting jupiter in scorpio so that is really giving us Jupiter squaring Mercury. Exactly. So our belief structures are being dismantled, you know, with with Scorpionic viewpoints, like trying just as we're yeah. doing right now. We're I mean, in with, the midst of it with Scorpio, something needs to die. It, and it's it's oh, it, that's true. It um, it's it's all about just For life. getting rid of what's no longer serving you. Exactly. And it's not... Like the it's, skin um, of a snake. It doesn't pull punches. Nope. It's gonna... And looking at this with Trump's Neptune, his is five degrees. At any rate, Venus is in Libra, four degrees, and it it's all... And Trump's Neptune is five degrees Libra. So we are evaluating his sense of... Is it illusion? Is it just delusion? Deception. Deception. Yeah, with our values of others and self. There's a lot to think about here. And his south node is actually in Sagittarius. That's on our Chiron. Now, that could be a whole other subject, too, but it is our... There's many connections. It sounds painful to me. Yeah, there are. (laughs) Well... I sure thank you, Amanda. We've given people a lot of thought here. And I wanted just to say before we end, too, that next week we're having Katie Cadge from Santa Cruz, California. She's an evolutionary astrologer and studying astrology for 30 years and a member of the Stephen Forrest Apprenticeship Program. And so she'll be joining us, and we will really go into this eclipse at detail because it'll be exactly on that date and and sue i just wanted to um to mention also you can find me at amandamoon.net and also i'm on the board of the washington state astrological association you can find out more we have amazing high caliber speakers rick tarnas is coming in september in seattle uh you can find out more at waastrologers.org that's W-A, spell that out if you W-A astrologers.org. It's a wonderful organization, September through June, monthly lectures and workshops. I've learned an enormous amount of information. It is by membership, but well worth it. So check that out, absolutely. And for those people that are interested in contacting myself, I want to remind people we have info at Talk Cosmos. 
I'd be glad to answer any questions or if you want to be a speaker or if you want readings, consultations, I myself give them or any of our great astrologers do. So we will see you next week, the 18th. And thank you, everybody. So glad to have you tune in. Thank you at Talk Cosmos. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.